The New Jersey Devils have a few players overseas representing their countries, and I have an update for you guys. And also, we have big news coming out of MSG. Apparently, the New Jersey Devils are going to need a new television play-by-play -play announcer. We'll talk about his legacy, and also, I think I know the right person to fill his shoes. What do I mean by that? We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. The last couple episodes, we've been talking about financial outcomes and situations for teams around the NHL, including the New Jersey Devils. If you missed the last couple episodes, all you really need to know is that the New Jersey Devils are projected to have $25.3 million in cap space this coming offseason. Obviously, they're going to have to re-sign Jesper Bratt, Pavel Zaka, because we need to use Zaka as a pawn in some of these trade negotiations that we might have. And also, Miles Wood, I don't think he'll be too picky. I think he has no choice but to accept the qualifying offer, who are all bound to become restricted free agents this offseason. So there's 10 other teams who are in the red when it comes to salary cap issues. And some of them are playoff teams, so like the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Boston Bruins, and so on. So the Devils need to pounce on some of these teams when they get the chance because some of those big-name teams have a lot of assets that the New Jersey Devils can definitely use to help shapeshift their organization and take it to another level. But before we talk about the big news coming out of MSG, let's talk about the World Championship, shall we? Because courtesy of NHL.com, we have some updates in regards to some Devils players representing their countries overseas. So let's start with Team Canada. They were able to beat Italy by a score of... 6-1. The article talked about Dawson Mercer, Damon Severson, and Ryan Graves. So all three Devils representatives picked up an assist as Canada rolled over to a 6-1 victory against Italy on Sunday. Dawson Mercer had two assists, while Damon Severson and Ryan Graves each notched one helper. The three combined for a plus three, while Graves posted a team-best four shots. Now moving over to the good old US of A. I'm sure some of you have already saw this on Devils Twitter, but Luke Hughes was able to have an OT winner, and it was on a breakaway. But there's also one player that we need to talk about for Team Austria, and that is Ben Baumgartner because he was drafted by the New Jersey Devils back in 2020 at 161st overall. So once again, Luke Hughes scored the overtime goal that lifted Team USA to a 3-2 victory on Sunday, and he logged 18 minutes of ice time. Then when looking at Baumgartner, he was able to have two shots in eight minutes of action. Now let's go over to Team Switzerland. They were able to shut out Denmark by a score of 6-0. The article talked about Nico Heischer and also Jonas Siegenthaler. So Captain Nico Heischer picked up an assist while countryman Jonas Siegenthaler added a plus one for Switzerland in a 6-0 win against Denmark. So once again, I love it when uh, Devils players go overseas to represent their countries in the World Championship because it gives Devils just, you know, the more added reps they need. And I want to focus more on Luke Hughes because he was able to have a nice breakaway. Unfortunately, he didn't do what his brother did, which is, you know, get more hyped up and just throw his stick into the stands. But nonetheless, I'm loving what I'm uh, seeing from Luke Hughes so far. And I kind of touched on this last season when Nico Heischer revealed in his exit meeting interview that he was going to represent Team Switzerland in the World Championship. I said this was good for someone like Nico Heischer because he was coming off an injury-plagued year. He only uh, was able to play like one-third of the season because, as you guys 
know, he missed most of the season at the beginning due to the fact that he suffered a leg injury while working out. And then he unfortunately suffered a freak accident when he took a slap shot to the face from P.K. Subban. So ultimately, Nico Heischer was sidelined for most of the year. And when he revealed that he was going to go over to Team Switzerland and represent his country in the World Championships, I said uh, that was good for him because a lot of you were against him doing so just because you wanted him to like stay at home, be healthy, and just take his time. But I just said, since he missed so many game reps, he needed something like that. And something similar, just in a different context for Luke Hughes, which is I'm glad that Luke Hughes is getting the much-needed reps that he needs because you know he's playing against overseas talent. And as we all know, uh, hockey is taken very seriously in Europe. So one of the things that I want to see from Luke Hughes is just keep that development going because I felt as though he should have represented Team USA in the Olympics. But unfortunately, I'm not the one who uh, makes the decision. But ultimately, I like what Luke Hughes is doing in terms of just trying to develop his game get himself ready for the NHL. And this is sort of like a good gateway for him just to get ready for the real thing once we sign him to his entry-level deal at the conclusion of the University of Michigan Wolverine season. And that's what I fully anticipate for Luke Hughes, whether or not they win the national championship or make the playoffs, whatever the case might be. I fully expect for him to sign his entry-level deal at the conclusion of U of M season. I don't care where they finish, but I feel as though Luke Hughes, his time is coming, and I feel as though this is a good gateway for him just to get ready because unfortunately he was snubbed of of Olympic entry and I feel as though this is just good reps for him just to get ready for the real thing so I'm loving what I'm seeing so far from Luke Hughes and like brother like brother I guess just because I I recalled uh, Jack Hughes's game-winning breakaway OT goal against the Chicago Blackhawks he got hyped and then threw his stick into the stands and that was very iconic that was one of the best games of the season and then for Luke Hughes to do that in OT against Austria makes me that much more excited and luckily his brakes didn't give out on him. But speaking of brakes, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And now the second live read comes from our friends at Built Bar, and I'm going to get you hit to birthday cake puffs. So imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tube of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing it was only 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and that's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I received my birthday cake puffs, and I've never had anything like this before. They're soft, easy to chew, and they're delicious. And I can't promise you that they will be there tomorrow. So go get them today at built.com. If you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do, right? A chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me correctly. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with Built's birthday cake puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and it's covered in 100% white chocolate. And they even added sprinkles with 150 calories, 
16 grams of protein and 9 grams of sugar. This limited time flavor is an amazing option if you are looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. All Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they are made with collagen protein, which makes your body absorb more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Go to Built.com to get birthday cake puffs now. The offer is go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, so let's talk about the big news that came out of MSG yesterday. And this news was first reported by Robert Dinkin Jr. He's a friend of the show. He's a writer for North Jersey, which is a branch of USA Today. But he revealed that Devils play-by-play announcer Steve Cangelosi is stepping down after 11 seasons. Now, this just came out of nowhere, and I was really stunned because here's the thing. Uh, when, when I read the article, when I saw more news reports, at first I was just stunned. I was like, this has to be fake news, right? Because why is Kanji leaving us? And, um, you know, I'll get to that uh, momentarily. But first and foremost, uh, Kangelosi, amazing play-by-play announcer. And he had a huge role to fill. Like, he had big shoes to fill when he was first brought aboard by the New Jersey Devils, which is he had to replace the legendary Doc Emmerich. And uh, I think Kangelosi might be following in the steps of Doc Emmerich. And what do I mean by that? Well, like I said, I'll explain what uh, Kanji's future might be with hockey momentarily. Nothing's confirmed or denied. But first, let's talk about the article from North Jersey because uh, Steve has informed us of his decision to step down as MSG Network's play-by-play announcer beginning next season. MSG Network said in a statement, we are certainly going to miss his calls after 11 wonderful years in this role and 16 years as part of Devil's Broadcaster's on our networks, we look forward to Steve continuing as the play-by-play voice for our Red Bulls telecast this season. So once again, that was a statement made by MSG Network, and here's what Cangelosi had to say in his statement. The New Jersey Devils are a first-class organization, and it was a privilege to serve as the voice of the club for 11 seasons and to be affiliated with Devils Hockey on MSG Networks for 16 years. Memories and friendships I've made with our terrific MSG Devils crew, and of course the fans will last longer, and for that I am grateful. So the thing about Cangelosi is that he's not retiring because in the statement by MSG they said that he is still going to serve as the voice for the Red Bulls on their respective telecasts and I don't think he was fired either because once again he is remaining with the Red Bulls and MSG revealed that as well so once again I don't think this was a matter of retirement or just being forced to resign from his position I just think that Cangelosi feels as though that there's a better opportunity out there and I guess we got to respect that because once Once again, he's been with the Devils organization for 11 seasons. He had to replace Doc Emmerich. And here's the thing, guys. I don't think Cangelosi is going to be done with hockey because someone gave me something very interesting to think about because uh, I have a source, and I'm not going to reveal his name and his association, but he said, if I had to guess, I'd say that ESPN is plucking Kanji away. And he said, that's my opinion, but he's finishing out his Red Bull season. And I imagine he's going to go to ESPN for hockey, but also their soccer coverage, maybe a voice for the World Cup, question mark. So that's something to think about. Once again, that is not confirmed. That is from a source that uh, messaged me privately. And like I just mentioned, I'm not going to reveal his name or his association, but that's something to definitely think about, which is could Kanji switch over to the ESPN side of things for hockey as well? Because if you look at his Twitter profile, he says that he works for soccer for ESPN. So it wouldn't be out of the ordinary if ESPN approached him and was like, hey, look, we're just trying to expand hockey a little bit more 
on our platform and we could use you as an announcer. So could you step away from MSG and join our broadcast in, in that sort of respect? So I don't think Kanji is done with hockey, period. I just think he's done covering the Devils exclusively. So here's the thing about Kanji potentially joining ESPN. I feel as though that would be a huge get for ESPN because some of my more avid and religious listeners might recall me saying this a few months ago, which is, I believe that the broadcasting for ESPN and NHL has been a disaster so far because when ESPN uh, announced that they were going to buy the rights for the NHL, I was really excited because I thought that hockey would finally get the recognition it deserves. Maybe we can, you know, just grow the fan base a little bit more. Maybe we could get hockey more mainstream, but Ultimately, uh, the first year has not been good. It's been, you know, below average. The broadcasting has been terrible. All that ESPN has done so far is just put all the games exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. They barely had any national televised games. And I feel as though it has to start with the broadcasting because... I'm sorry, but Leah Huxtel, she's just not the right person for the job. I'm not trying to put anyone down uh, because, as you guys know, I'm an African-American doing broadcasting myself. So if anyone knows how tough it is to make it into this industry in the sport of hockey specifically, it's me. So I'm not trying to put anyone down, but I'm just saying in my personal business uh, thought process, I just don't think Leah Huxtel is the right person moving forward. Now, hypothetically speaking, if Kanji is hired by ESPN, I feel as though that can definitely boost ESPN just a little bit more because Kanji is entertaining. He's electric. He doesn't know when to stop talking. And that's sometimes a good thing because Kanji, um, you know, just brings that uh, that energy and he just knows how to get us involved in the game because I, I remember seeing a few tweets saying that when the Devils were losing, that the only silver lining about watching them on television was that Kanji made it more entertaining to watch and made it more bearable and I would have to agree in that sort of sense because I remember uh, when it was announced that the Devils game was going to exclusively be on ESPN Plus and that Leah Huxtel was on the call. Someone said that the only reason that they really watch the Devils games is because of Kanji and the fact that he is able to make the game uh, more bearable to watch and at least somewhat more entertaining because the thing about Kanji and I think a lot of people can attest to this is that he has a very distinct talking voice like a lot of hockey announcers like have this deep monotone voice his voice is sort of higher pitch and but at the same time it's not something like where you try to you know cover your ears it's not like nails on a chalkboard it's like really entertaining it's sort of like a, a cartoon in a sense and, and and that's a good thing because he makes it very entertaining and very enjoyable to watch so if ESPN is able to get Kanji onto their broadcast that's definitely going to help boost ratings just a little bit more and I really hope that they use someone like Kanji for the national televised games and I feel as though he could definitely get a lot more eyeballs glued to the TV set but the main issue that I've been having with ESPN and the NHL aside for the broadcasting side of things is the marketing because I feel as though from a marketing standpoint ESPN has failed the NHL in that regards because at the beginning of the year uh, ESPN was promoting the Seattle Kraken and it makes sense because the Seattle Kraken is the newest uh, addition to the NHL family and it's definitely one of the more appealing uniforms to look at because I feel as though the Seattle Kraken have one of the best uniforms in the entire NHL. Nothing wrong with that. More power to the franchise but in reality when they have to play the game of hockey it's not really a good team to look at because the Seattle Kraken were one of the worst performing teams uh, throughout the entirety of this season and ESPN realized that and had to stop promoting them. So 
ultimately, I feel as though uh, Kanji can definitely help in that regards of just trying to draw more fans and their interest into the sport of hockey. Because quite honestly, guys, uh, Kanji has definitely made me uh, more interested in watching Devils games. And uh, I would have to agree with a lot of fans on Twitter, which is I feel as though Kanji is the reason why, you know, despite the Devils going on like a six or so game losing streak, one of the main reasons why I didn't stop watching uh, the games was because of the broadcasting standpoint. Because as a broadcaster myself, it's the broadcaster's job to just reel the fans in and just make the game as entertaining as possible. Because I remember talking to my mentor over at the Seattle Kraken organization, which is Hugh, and he told me, like, you know, some of the games that you have to announce because I told him one time I had to announce a game in which our team won 14 to nothing, and I said, that's not a... That's not a, uh, a hockey score. That's a low-scoring football game. And he said, you got to make that as entertaining as a 1-2 game going into the final stretch of period number three. So uh, I feel as though Kanji can definitely do that. And it does raise the question, who's going to take over in the broadcasting booth in replace of Kanji because that person is going to have big shoes to fill as well. So I can't say enough of what Kanji was able to do to the Devils organization this last uh, decade or so because he was able to bring the professionalism, he was able to bring the entertainment, he was able to bring the energy to Devils games. And quite honestly, guys, you know, when I think of Jack Hughes, when I think of Nico Heischer, uh, definitely during their tenure and all the goals they've scored so far in their career, in addition to also Jesper Bratt, I'm definitely going to think back to Kanji because I feel as though what made uh, Jack Hughes' game-winning goal that much more entertaining or maybe Yegor Sharangovich's first career goal in an OT victory against the Boston Bruins is what Kanji's uh, was able to do on the call and just make it that much more entertaining and that much more enjoyable to watch. And it was like a, a call that I could watch over and over again because when I wish Jack Hughes a happy birthday on the Locked On Devils Twitter page, who was on the call for his OT game winner, it was Kanji. And uh, that definitely made uh, the the clip that much more entertaining to watch in addition to Jack Hughes and his celebration of throwing the stick into the stance and the crowd going crazy and uh, that was definitely one of the more entertaining games I've seen in a long time for the New Jersey Devils and overall Kanji really did make that call and I do wish him the best and I just want to say one thing before I move on to the final uh, subject of today's episode which is Kanji moving over to ESPN that is not confirmed or denied that's from an inside source who uh, is basically giving his opinion. I, I Like I said, can't confirm or deny anything, but it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for Kanji to transition over to ESPN from MSG because he already does work for ESPN on a soccer standpoint. So once again, that is just something I'm putting out there. And Doc Emmerich sort of did the same thing when he went from Devils Broadcasting to uh, more of mainstream with NBC and became the voice of the NHL essentially because when you think of hockey broadcasters, you have to also think about Doc Emmerich. There's no ands, this or buts about it. When someone is listing their top three for best hockey broadcasters, I would say eight or nine times out of ten, people are going to say Doc Emmerich, quite honestly. And Doc Emmerich has been a huge inspiration for me. He's one of the reasons why I try to use so many different adjectives to describe a passing play. And I even print out some of his sayings and try to incorporate them into the broadcast. So something I say is like waffle boarded away, which is when a goalie uses their blocker to stop a puck. Now, speaking of broadcasters, I hear the New Jersey Devils and MSG have an opening since Kanji is stepping down. So I feel as though I know the next best person to fill those shoes. And that person would be me because I am the mentee of Everett Fitzhugh, who is a hockey play-by-play -play announcer for the Seattle Kraken. I've been written about in mainstream news, USA Today, USCHO, 
all of that. I've been a part of a professional broadcast with the ECHL under the Kalamazoo Wings during uh, in which they were playing a road game against the Toledo Walleye. And I feel as though I have the knowledge, the energy, and the cadence to just be the next broadcaster for the New Jersey Devils. And quite honestly, guys, I, I sent this tweet out on my personal Twitter page and I didn't think much of it. But so far, you guys seem to be in agreement a little bit, saying that maybe I should become the next uh, voice for the New Jersey Devils because I feel as though I can do it because I feel like I have a good voice. I feel like I have good energy. I know the team inside and out. And I feel as though I have the experience to back it up. And I'm only just 22. So I definitely have a future ahead of me in this regards, not to brag. But ultimately, I feel as though I could definitely be the next person right for the position because I believe the Chicago Blackhawks also did the same thing with a 23-year-old who's also a black announcer. So I feel as though I could definitely do it as well. But ultimately, guys, uh, I sent this tweet out on my uh personal Twitter page and you guys uh, seem to like it a lot so I'm actually going to link the tweet in the description let's get it going viral and if you're curious as well I'll also link my highlight reel in the description but ultimately do I believe I'll get the job no but it's definitely something to think about because I feel as though uh, when that opportunity does come at a realistic point in my career I feel as though I can definitely be the one to fill the shoes of a kanji or someone of that essence because I feel as though I have the energy I have the professionalism I have the experience I'm only just 22 years of age and I've done a lot of things in my career I feel as though I could definitely you know be the next voice of the New Jersey Devils if an opportunity like that was to present itself at some point in the future but for right now I don't feel like uh, I'm ready at this point in my career but it's definitely something to think about and once again I linked both the tweet and my highlight reel in the description so please give those two things uh, a look and try to get that tweet to go viral so that way the New Jersey Devils can acknowledge it and also just give my highlight reel some love as well and give me some honest criticism if you want so uh, as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. So thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Leave a comment down below. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.